What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Aris. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. Uh, let's just kick it off, you know. Um, I got to give some respect for, to my boy, Jonathan, on the W he took against me in the Ox battle last week. We didn't post the results or anything, but he did end up beating me out four to three. It was a razor tight finish. You know, it went down to the last seconds of it. So, you know, it was a very competitive matchup. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we're one and one. So, yeah, it was a great matchup. I mean, at one point, I thought I was going to beat you seven to zero. And then at one point I thought I was going to lose four to three. And I was like, I was sweating. I was sweating for the last like 15 minutes. Cause I feel like there was a little bump in the votes. Cause you posted your private story to tell people to vote in the polls. So with a couple minutes left, there was just like five more votes for every song and yeah, they could have yeah. went your way. So yeah, it would have been tough. Yeah. You know, we were, I thought, you know, I was like, maybe we'll get a tie here and we'll do an extra category. That would have been pretty cool, but I'll take my, I'll take my defeat, of course. So what we'll the, I told him I'm going to have to get it back in blood. So I respect that. That's how I was feeling after the first Ox battle. And you see what happens. I took that personally and came out on top this time around, but let's run through all the results just to, you know, inform the people. So the first matchup was one hit wonder. Elijah chose chill bill. I chose return of the Mac and he pulled that one out 19 to 17 votes. Then it was two thousands pop. He chose pocket full of sunshine. I chose don't matter by Akon. He won 19 to 17 again. So he's up two to zero here. Then fire sample. My pick was father stretch my hands by Kanye West and his was workout by J Cole. I took that one 22 to 15. Now it's two to one next song from 2016. I chose no problem by chance the rapper. And he chose summer 16 by Drake. I won that category 22 to 14. It's two to two. Then an intro to a project. I went with trademark USA by baby Keem. And he went with stargazing by Travis Scott. I won that round 24 to 12. I'm up three to two. Then a song that's not on streaming services. I went with Buy It by Lil Uzi Vert. He went with Fuck With Dre Day by Dr. Dre. I won that one 16 to 14. And that made it four to two. And then the last category was a song with three or more features. He chose Mercy by Kanye, 2 Chains, Big Sean, you know, Pusha T, the gang. Uh, I went with the work remix by ASAP Ferg, Trinidad James, Schoolboy Q, ASAP Rocky, and French Montana. He beat me 21 to 14, making it four to three. That's a four to three is a very respectable score. All those were close. I think that just is a testament to our Ox game. Like, you know, I think we both have pretty good games. So I definitely, yeah, we, we both definitely brought it this time around and, you know, I I'm, we're tied up through halfway through. So I think you caught me on an off day on that first Ox battle. I just, my picks weren't the best they could have been. And, you know, I think the score reflected that, but it's a different it's a different game from here on out. So right. I'm excited for the next one. Who knows what we'll do? Maybe like a month or six weeks. From yeah, now, we'll, we'll, see. we'll try. We'll keep like a we won't burn out the idea. We'll keep a good time period on all that and everything. So I just love them. Though. I love getting everybody involved, getting their votes heard on the Instagram. Yeah, polls. it gets sweaty too because I'm throughout the days fucking you know refreshing the whole time. So. And I mean, if you're not following us on Instagram at Second Avenue Pod, what are you doing? You got to become a part of these Ox battles. 
go give us a follow. And while you're there, enter the giveaway. Elijah just sweetened the deal for the giveaway. We reached 100 followers a little while back. And when we hit 200 followers, we're going to announce the winner to the giveaway. And we're giving away Kid C Ghost, Good Kid Mad City, both on vinyl and a record player. If you don't have a collection, this is the perfect start. If you do have a collection, this is a great way to bump it up. And then maybe this record player is better than yours. Maybe it's not. Give it to a friend. Keep it for yourself. We don't care what you do with it. We just want one of you guys to get those items. So go enter that and show us some love on an IG. Definitely. Um, moving on to our topic for this week. We have our favorite song off every Brockhampton project. You know, perfect timing with this. Last week we talked about it. You know, the Coachella performances. Jonathan said he watches them live. I said, I don't. And he obviously got a big moment there with Brockhampton announcing one final project. So, I mean, we just had to do a Brockhampton related video here for that, of course. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. Last Saturday night watching Coachella was crazy. I mean, I'm a grown man and I was in my fields watching Brockhampton come to a close. It's just like, they've been such a big part of my life, you know, more so a couple of years back, but I was obsessed with Brockhampton. I love Brockhampton. Got the chance to see him in concert. Love all their music they put out for the most part. And so it was kind of crazy hearing all those hits and just thinking back to a time in my life where they were probably my favorite people making music out. So it was crazy. And so then just like hearing them say like, don't call it a comeback. It's over, whatever. It's like, man, it's really over. And like I had tickets to go see them in April. And then they canceled it. And it was just like, man, this sucks. And then they were playing my emotions all night. But then we got the announcement that the album will be coming this year. The final Brockhampton album. It was so dope to see the little video, like teasing it with them sitting down and Kevin saying he was working on something. Not a solo thing, a group thing. He's going to play it. I was like, oh, my God, I would love to have been in that room, hear what was going on, hear that Brockhampton project. And, I, you know, I'm excited to hear when we do end up getting it sometime this year. Definitely, you know, super excited for that. And, you know, I mean, just to touch on them a little bit, you know, they've just been like such like an, a likable group, you know, and everything, you know, they have such a strong YouTube presence. They're, they're always doing things with like genius or, you know, complex uh, sites like that, or, you know, even their own YouTube channel, you know, the saturation like movie that they have is just dope. I mean, they definitely killed it while they're still, you know, together and making music. So. Well, I guess we should, you know, give a little bit of rundown on Brockhampton for because last group or person we did a, you know, our favorite songs from every project by them was Drake. Everybody knows Drake. He needs no introduction. Let's give a little introduction to Brockhampton. For those of you who are not familiar with Brockhampton, they're a boy band from LA. They met, well, actually they're from Texas, but they moved to LA. They met on a Kanye West forum. They're from all across the world, from Ireland to Connecticut to Texas. And they met online and became a boy band and moved to LA, started making music in the Brockhampton factory. And it's been a wild ride since then. They've come out with a whole bunch of projects, the whole Saturation trilogy, Saturation, Saturation 2, Saturation 3, all in one year. They were running the game for a minute. All in half a year. I'll put some emphasis yeah, on that. Facts. Yeah. So yeah, they were, they were unavoidable. I think if you're at all looking to underground rap, what's bubbling, you could not avoid Brockhampton for that time period. And then, you know, they hit the mainstream with some different songs that were popular on TikTok, like Sugar, hey, Bleach. And now it's a, it's a wrap for Brockhampton. So we want to take a look back at Brockhampton, what makes them so special and our favorite songs from them. So 
let's get started here with our favorite songs from All American Trash. Do you want to kick us off? Yes. So, you know, the first project here, um, obviously not as iconic. One of the, I mean, I, I don't want to say more forgettable, you know, still bump it here and there, but it's obviously like, I feel like people associate the Saturation Trilogy as their kind of, you know, first step into rap. It's a different sound with this, of course. Um, the song I had, though, was Cotton Hollow. You know, you're going to hear me talk about Don McLennan a lot. Uh, he kills it on this, and then, you know, Merlin finishes it off. Uh, so that'd be my favorite track there. That's an interesting pick. I didn't know what you were going to pick there. I don't think we've ever talked about All-American Trash. We haven't really talked about Brockhampton that much even before, so I'm kind of like, you know, excited to see what your picks are uh i ended up going with ben carson i mean amir goes crazy merlin goes crazy one thing about this era is just they sound so different at some points like merlin sounds so different on ben carson than he does on a song like sweet like he doesn't have such like a wild delivery he's not as unique and i love that about merlin now that he's kind of become his own person like he's one of the most like standout members of Brockhampton from times just because of his delivery and his personality it just stands out on some tracks he's on and so yeah Ben Carson though was my favorite I also got to give a special shout out to Palace though I love Palace so those are my two yeah those are both bangers of course and like you said you know it's it's just it's not the same sound as everything else they put out I mean even from guys like Merlin or I mean we're getting some of the hooks that we get eventually so it's definitely it's a it's not a bad project by any means but it's just, like you said just a different sound completely moving on to the saturation trilogy though what did you have for your first off the first one man these were like impossible some of the drake ones were very hard but i think some of these were even harder like there's just so many good songs in all these projects when we get done here i want to ask you what your favorite saturation release is but we'll get okay. to that later but for saturation of one, I went with milk. I love milk. I was between milk and boys. And I don't really know which one I want to go with. I love milk. It's just, again, Amir and Merlin doing their thing. Uh, you know, Amir's got kind of a introspective verse. And so does Merlin talking about, you know, dropping out of college and, you know, make you feel accepted to you walking around campus and you're the only African. Like, that's just like such an interesting perspective. And it, I mean, obviously people have kind of always talked about things like that, but like hearing it from Brockhampton at that time was just a little bit different because it was like, I was in college and I was finally becoming exposed to things like that. So yeah, it just hit a little bit different for me in that point in my life. Cause I was like a sophomore in college and yeah, you're just kind of becoming more like aware of things like that, especially, you know, going to predominantly white school like I do. So yeah. My track here, this one was a little bit easier for me. Cause you know, this is the first song that I had ever heard from Brockhampton back in the day and um it, it is face though uh you know I, I feel like that was kind of one of the more obvious choices i'd say you know a lot of people would have that as their choice but i mean it's just such a great track i mean dom and matt i have this written in my notes here they probably have my favorite minute of any brockhampton song you know just those back-to-back -back verses there they both killed it great song of course you know one of their more popular ones so yeah, that's a fire pick. That was definitely like one of my favorites around that time. But like ever since last week, I've been just going crazy on Brockhampton and boys just went, it just hit a little bit different on this like revisit. I remember listening to it a lot like the summer after it dropped because I didn't 
listening to Brackhampton until Saturation 2 came out. Like the day Saturation 2 came out was the day I listened to Brackhampton. I listened to Saturation 1 and 2 back to back. And yeah, boys just like hit that next summer. I was working at the high school in Hoopson and I was just driving and I was just like loving that song, Windows Down. It was just a great song. And I love Amir's verse. I love Matt Champion's verse on Boys. So yeah, that's always going to be one of my favorites. But I mean, there's so many good tracks on Saturation 1, Gold, Star, Heat, like yeah, no, th- this There's was like songs you could choose. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the saturations, especially, were so hard to choose from all of them. Um, yeah, there's just so many tracks. But so, like you said, you've been banging Brockhampton for the past week. Um, I woke up, I had a company party, and it was like a, a few hours away, and I was driving home, and I was, or I woke up to the news. You know, they're dropping another album, pretty hype off that. And you just drove home and just just started listening. It was it was a nice drive home from uh, from Chicago, so. Yeah, it's it was great. Like just reminiscing on all those memories to these Brockhampton songs was crazy. And then obviously just remembering how good they are because they've changed their sound so many times, kind of I feel like throughout their career. And it was just great to kind of revisit those songs. Yeah, that I love. And what and, made them so special. Yeah, no, and like what made you know what made them so special to me is you know, they got like like you said, changing their sound. I feel like they could, they've changed their sound from song to song in the album. You know, they have so many different sounds they could do. You know, going from a song like Face, you know, I'm down bad, <laughs> run, run back, or you know, Gold. That's just a banger, of course. Or like you said, Boy is another one there. So there's just so many different sounds like they fit. So exactly. But let's move on here to Saturation Two. What is your favorite song off of Saturation Two? For this one, I had Jello. You know, Kevin Abstract comes in with the hook. Um, you know, he did a lot of hooks for the band, obviously, and he just absolutely killed it with the hook, of course, and then with his first verse as well. That was. I like that pick. Um, ultimately, I went with Sweet. I feel like Sweet is just a great song. Like, maybe one of my favorite Brock Hampton songs. Obviously, it made this list, so it has to be, but like, it might be number one. Like, it's up there. Uh, but I got to give a special shout out to Junkie junkie like in 2017 was like my favorite one probably um i remember i had a school project i was in this class and so you know at college there's different like gen eds you have to take um and one of them was a feminism class i took and it ended up actually being one of my favorite classes at school and like one thing we did was we had a project every couple weeks and you would have to take the concepts we were learning about in class and apply them to your real life and things you were exposed to and, you know, things you saw. And so obviously me being a music guy, I always tried to find something from music to relate it to. And so one of the feminist things I talked about was Matt Champion's verse on Junkie. You know, in that verse, he says, respect my mother, respect my sister, respect these women, boy. And like, I don't know, that was good enough for me to include my project. And the teacher loved it. The teacher, like, actually, she saw me wearing like a Brockhampton shirt one day. And she had like a heavy like accent. I forget where she's from. She's like, oh my God, I love Brockhampton. And I was like, that's fire. Like that was like right when they were bubbling too. So like that was kind of rare for you to run into somebody that was in into Brockhampton, especially at ISU. Definitely. That that's a you know, dope moment between you and a teacher there. Facts. And I was like, I saw him in concert, like, oh, you know, and then fast forward a couple of weeks later, I was trying to order merch because their merch just sell out so fast, it was crazy. So it dropped it. I would say the class was at two o'clock. It dropped at two o'clock. And so I was in the back just sweating, card out, trying to buy merch. And sure enough, I got a shirt. So that was a big W. Definitely huge W there. Those, you know, anything buying stuff online is kind of a grind now, whether it's for like shoes or merch, like you said. So 
It's always good to get those W's. Moving on here to the third saturation. What was your pick? You know, this is a tough one because there's songs like Bleach that are just so good and so big, but deservingly so. But I went with Alaska. I love Alaska. Amir goes crazy. And I feel like that alone can make a Brockhampton song my favorite song. Amir was my favorite member of Brockhampton when he was a member. And so any song where he was snapping was just like instantly at the top of my rotation and at the top of my favorites. Um, so yeah, he does that in Alaska. So it's got to be my favorite. Definitely. And, you know, you see, I'm seeing the vibes from yours here, you know, where Amir's prominent through, you know, his verses are very prominent through a lot of these songs. And, you know, with my list, I got Don McLennan and a lot of these songs, mm-hmm. but off saturation three, I ended up landing on boogie. You know, it has each vocalist in there besides Bareface. So, I mean, you got six, six artists on there in a three minute song that is rare. It's just so cohesive. It all flows together perfectly. And I mean, I, that's just what I think Boogie, you know, is just a perfect example of what made them great. Just that's just crazy to me. You have six verses in a three minute song. Yeah, it's a great song. I mean, that's got probably one of the most iconic lines where he's like, best boy band since One Direction. I mean, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I was about to bring that up. <laughs> that's like this, maybe one of the most famous Brockhampton lines. So yeah, I love that pick. The beat, obviously, that song is like wild. It's crazy. But that, is what that makes is it so special. Yeah, I feel like with saturation, the whole saturation trilogy, you know, you get some fucking out there beats that were just so like so good, and they just flowed so well with what they're saying and everything. So, exactly, I think yeah. that's what makes that trilogy so special. Exactly, it was so memorable and so unique to the time. Like, that's what made it so special to me, at least. And yeah, definitely agree that Boogie is no exception to that. But let's move on here to iridescence. You know, obviously this was a big change in the career of Brockhampton. They went from, you know, very, very rap focused. I feel like Amir kind of was a big part of Brockhampton. He was obviously the face of all the covers. Um, And then he's no longer a member of Brockhampton and they're trying to figure out a new sound. And Iridescence is that project where they're, I think this is a lot of experimenting. I think the production here is really unique, especially compared to Saturation 3. Um, I would compare some of it, you know, Boogie is probably one of the most like similar beats I think you'd hear on Iridescence. Um, obviously, there's other moments there too than Wild Production, but you look at something like New Orleans, Joe Vert, like those have some crazy production and I love it uh, in its own right. But the Saturation trilogy is so special to me. Uh, before we get into the Iridescence pick though, I said I was going to ask you, what's your favorite installation of the Saturation trilogy? I got to go with the first one there, you know, just so many iconic tracks, you know, face and gold specifically, those are got to be in the top 10, at least from my favorite uh, Brockhampton tracks. So that'd be my pick there. How about you? I'm a big saturation two guy. I mean, gummy, queer, jello, like Tokyo fight junkie. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's I not a wrong it. answer. Of course, you know, there is just, I would, I could respect any answer. I agree. I feel like right when it dropped, Saturation 3 was my favorite for a minute, and then I was went back to 2, and I was like, no, nah, this is the one. Um, like I said, I listened to Saturation 2. That was the first day I listened to Brockhampton when it dropped. So I listened to 1 and 2. I remember I was sitting there playing 2K, grinding my my player. And I remember the song that caught my attention first was Star. Like, I, I thought Star was crazy. I mean, all there's so many references throughout it. 
great beat, great rapping. I think that's one of the best songs at Brockhampton. It wasn't my favorite off of Saturation One anymore, but like it was special for real. Like that song goes crazy. And then just this week when I was, you know, in my Brockhampton phase again, thinking about all the memories of Brockhampton, I was thinking back to the time that I saw Brockhampton in concert. And I was looking up the set list on like the website Setlist FM. I don't know if you've seen that, but you can like yeah. look up the set list, set list to any concert really. And they did star so many times. Like I remember they did it a lot, but seeing the number, I think they did it six or seven times and it still hit every time. Like it, it just got better and better. Um, but yeah, I've never, that's probably one of the only shows that I've been at that a person has played a song multiple times. I think Travis Scott played Goosebumps multiple times when I saw him. But yeah, Star six or seven times was just a little bit different. That was crazy. Definitely. You know, I, I haven't had that moment yet. So hopefully, hopefully I get there one day where I get, get one of those moments, of course. Moving on to my iridescence pick, though. I have New Orleans. You know, you mentioned it. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Uh, I have two, like, you know, I could have done it for every member here, but. This one's just so, um, it just stands out to me. It's Dominic Lennon's shining moment there. He fucking kills it with his verse. This is maybe my favorite verse all of the out of all the songs. You know, Dom's my guy, like I've been saying here, and he absolutely kills it. I can't be mad at that pick at all. I love that pick. I remember, they, I think it was at Camp Flogna or Coachella. They were performing, and they brought out Jaden Smith to do the final part there, that song, and that was a hit back in the day like i said last week i'm big into watching the live streams when they're happening um so yeah i caught that one live and i thought that was crazy because that was peak fandom of me for brock Hanther, probably um i ended up going with joe vert though i remember joe vert dropped like a couple hours or like days before iridescence dropped and it was crazy to me i mean joba goes crazy it's just a great song i feel like Joba becomes so much more prominent as Brockhampton has developed. And that song is no exception. Like he was going crazy on that song, just yelling. And it was, it was off the wall, but like in the best way, like, I love it. Definitely. I think, you know, Joba uh, definitely benefited from like the change in sound almost that they had. Obviously, you know, he killed it on the back half of the projects here. Exactly. I feel like there's the argument about what Brockhampton would sound like if Amir was still a member that, I don't think they would sound like anything they do today. Um, and that's not saying they'd sound like what they did in 2017 either. I think they'd sound like something totally different. Um, but it's just an interesting thing to think about because he was such an important member of the group and then they've gone a totally different direction since then. Definitely. Um, you know, it's one of the like, big what if there, of course. But yeah, Iridescence, I don't know. It's not my favorite Brockhampton project but like there are good moments on it so i always i'm gonna love those songs uh another one to me was tanya i remember they performed tanya on one of the late night shows i think it was jimmy fallon um and they announced that it was going to be a single from the album the best years of our lives and then like some of the other albums that have been you know teased at never ended up coming out uh obviously they have the other songs like 1998 truman and 1999 wildfire um so i was i thought that was actually to come out unlike something yeah. like puppy which was teased you know around the same a little bit earlier than that and then didn't come out i thought the best years of our lives was actually going to come out 
but yeah, Tanya was crazy. I loved it because that was the first Brockhampton we got in a minute. I feel like everybody was so spoiled getting three projects in six months, like you said. And then they take a couple of months off and I'm like, oh my God, I need some more. I need some more. And so when getting Tanya, I was like, I'm bumping this every day for a minute. And it was just like a off YouTube version. It wasn't even like super good quality. Uh, so then to finally get on the project, it sounded a little bit different, but it was great. It's own right. Definitely. Of course, you know, that's, that's the best, best part. Once you got a song, you know, that finally gets released and you can finally have it in your rotation there. Facts. Moving on. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with coming out here and saying this. Ginger is definitely my favorite Brockhampton project. I love the sound uh, here. I knew you'd say that. Yeah, you know, it's got it's got the little sad boy vibes and everything, of course. So, I mean, it's... I'm not mad at that take. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say it because it's the one that you post the most. You post songs off your or off Ginger fairly often, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. No, it's especially like... And the, I feel like this past year, um, since... The beginning of the year i've just been so much more into brockhampton than i was you know before you know i'd always listened and everything but just this year they're gonna be up there in my spot or in my uh apple replay like for they'll sure. probably be one of my most listened to artists for sure so facts they've been up there a couple of years for me and this one might be no another one uh but yeah my favorite song of ginger is ginger the title track i love ginger the song it's just so good. I feel like there was so many different sounds that are working with here again on Ginger. If you look at something like Boy Bye, St. Percy, If You Pray Right, and then into something like Victor Roberts, Love Me For Life. Like there's so many different types of songs on this project. But Ginger just is great. Like I love that song. And I feel like they were kind of figuring it out how to do it without a mirror on iridescence and then they figured it out on ginger and then again on roadrunner so i think iridescence was just like a step in the direction they needed to go and yeah definitely paid yeah. off on ginger definitely and you know i mean it brought you know ginger brought their biggest track they've ever had with sugar like you were talking about it, it blew up on tiktok and everything but for my pick here this is in my opinion or my personal opinion you know everybody's entitled to their own this was Merlin Woods shining moment on love me for life. I fucking love that verse. That is, I always got to have that full blast whenever, you know, I'm just riding around playing it or just listening to my headphones, of course. So. I like that pick. I feel like you have a way better set of picks, like for variety, like you have so many different members shining. Like I feel like mine were all a mirror first. And then, you know, there's been a little bit more variety here in the, in the second half, but in the first half is straight Amir, I feel like. So I, I like your picks like they're. Yeah, no, and definitely um, they had, a, we had a, I had asked you earlier this week to save it for the podcast. My track is off this project here. What song do you think Brock Hampton should close on tonight? Yeah, this has been a tough thing. Um, watching them perform last week. I feel like they were running through their hits which is great, especially if it's going to be their last show. Um, but there was two songs that they didn't perform that I wanted them to. A couple of weeks back, Kevin tweeted and asked, what should we perform for our last show? And that kind of always got me thinking. I, I didn't really know what the answer would be. And it's so you know, hard to pick what you want your final song to be. I feel like for a normal artist, it's hard to decide. And they're going to have another show tomorrow. You know what I mean? 
because it's just kind of a moment like that the intro and the outro i feel like are such important moments to a concert um so it's definitely hard to decide so the first one this is not my choice but the song that they didn't do that i wanted them to do was don't shoot up the party because i feel like that's just a great song and they just didn't do it um they didn't do that many new songs i feel like they did a lot of saturation trilogy which is great but they didn't do that one so for the song i think they should do as the outro to the show this might be an unpopular opinion like i feel like this would be a very very minority pick like two in a hundred people might say this is the song but it's lamb not even on the saturation projects but it's on youtube and it was released as like a single basically is what everybody thought um i love lamb and i feel like there's just such like a wholesome feeling about it and like i don't know it kind of has like the outro credits of a movie type vibe to me and that's what it could be to the career of brockhampton as a group like seeing them kind of just like have a wholesome moment on stage as it's over i feel like that'd be a good one I like that pick a lot <laughs> that, you know, that's one that, like you said, not very many people would choose it, but you know, you're, you definitely are in the minority there, but I, I like that pick for my track though. I had dearly departed. I mean, that it's just perfect. Um, that is just such a deep track from them. Um, you know, that's more of the sound I like, you know, deep, sad tracks, I guess, if, if that's how you want to put it. Um, you know, I think it's just perfect for the, them to end on. Cause you know, felt like an iridescence or even in gender or roadrunner they did not touch on the amir situation a lot but you know you got dom touching it on there or and potentially kevin as well so i mean that'd be that'd be my pick you know touching on that just the progression they all had and just nice mellow track to end on i like that pick i think that's a you know like you mentioned it's such a good song with such deep verses and such big meaning behind it um yeah, I feel like both of our songs kind of have like different vibes to end on, but they both do have closure vibes. Like it would make sense either way, I think. And I don't know what they're going to do. I don't even know what song they ended on last week. I do. Yeah, I don't either. I didn't. I remember they, I just remember watching like the trailer. That's what I was more excited for. I don't think I was paying too much attention to the song they had ended on. Oh, yeah. They ended with Bareface doing Summer. Bareface just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. summer and they dipped out which was interesting because when i saw them they did i don't know maybe like 12 or 15 songs or whatever and then bareface did a couple songs and then they came back and did an encore so i do like when bareface gets his moments because i feel like he is kind of a less utilized member of the group at times and so i love when he gets his moments and i love that they gave him those moments on each project as well Definitely. I, yeah, I, I like when Bareface, you know, like I said, he wasn't on Boogie earlier. I had mentioned that, but you know, I, I like a lot of the stuff Bareface does. Facts. I feel like he's maybe one of the members of Brockhampton that might have the most success post Brockhampton just because he's such an artist. He's so talented musically. Like you can kind of do it all. Definitely. And I feel like, you know, they could all be very talented outside of Brockhampton in their own right. So Definitely. that'll be a good situation to follow, of course. Okay, moving on here for the last album. Well, not the last album, but the second to last album, I guess now, Roadrunner. What was your pick off that? I kind of gave it away with what song I thought they should have done at Coachella. Don't shoot up the party. I love this song so much. It was between this song and Bankroll. The story of Bankroll I love. 
because it was used as like the music to a tuber promo video back in like 2018 and then it eventually comes out in 2021 and it's full circle moment because even when it was premiered then it had ferg on it i believe or rocky one of the two and then you could hear merlin i was like wait what is that asap rocky and merlin on track like how did that come about i have a lot of questions about that i wonder how that came about but uh yeah, it was so crazy to hear and then to hear it come full circle and be on actual project three years later um, was really cool to see. And I feel like this is, you know, in the past, they've used features sparingly. Like you have Slow Tie on Ginger on a song, uh, Victor Roberts on a song, Ryan Beatty that has some vocals throughout. Um, but then seeing them use features so much more on Roadrunner from Danny Brown to ASAP Ferg to ASAP Rocky, Charlie Wilson, like JPEG even jpeg mafia it's awesome to see so yeah uh, no that was that was the point i was actually going to make right after you uh had finished up there is you know how many features they actually had on roadrunner and um you know when you're there's such a there was you know what 14 members of that you almost didn't need features or anything you know they're featured on their own tracks but i thought it was nice to see it was definitely a nice touch oh yeah i love getting to see them work with other people and hear what soundscapes they can make um with people that aren't in the group that, you know, just have a different sound than Brockhampton's traditionally making. Like JPEG Mafia and Brockhampton doing a song together was crazy. Like they did that, they released out of the technical difficulties thing uh, over 2020. And so getting it again on streaming services was awesome. So yeah, that was one of my favorites as well. Definitely. And moving on to the, to my track here, you know, I keep bringing up Friday Night Lights. It keeps finding its way. It keeps crawling into these, into these uh, videos. And, you know, I didn't show Matt a bunch of love, but Matt Champions, he's right up there with Dom as my favorite vocalist in the group. But I had What's the Occasion? You know, Matt gives a shout out to Booby Miles under those Friday her Friday Lights and just a banger song. I, I love that. One of their more underrated, underrated tracks on that project. Facts. I definitely agree uh, with that Matt Champion love. He's my favorite member of Brockhampton right now after the post Amir era. So got some love for Matt Champion. I'm excited to see what he does in his solo career as well. Me as well. You know, I definitely, like I said, you know, just my two favorite vocalists there with, we both show Matt some love as our number two. So. Facts. But yeah, this was great. I love getting to take a look back here at Brockhampton. It's been such a wild ride. Excited to watch tonight again. There, Coachella said, I'm watching live, of course. It's after midnight. I think it's at like 1230 Central Time, but I'm tuning in. I got to see it. I, I have to see the last one. Because yeah, I thought last week was the last one because I said this one wasn't going to be Yeah, uh, on I, I think I saw Joba's tweet that said they weren't doing it, and then they ended up do, they're live streaming it now. So it'll be a blessing to see, of course. The one thing I'm wondering, do you think they'll do one of the songs off of the new project? That would be that would be nice. That would be a nice little tease. Uh, good marketing, obviously. So we'll have to see what happens. And then the, to your question about the outro, I feel like the outro of this last Brockhampton project has to be something special. It has to feel like closure. And so maybe they premiere and they do that as a last song for their coach. Also. I think that'd be a pretty cool way to go out. Definitely. I would not be comp- I would not complain about that. So we'll have to see what happens. I know I'll have to tune in this time around yeah but before we move on here to the weekly news 
you tried to stump me a couple times. I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Right. You ready? Hear it. Yeah. All right. What artist am I? My related artists on Spotify are ASAP Rocky, Pusha T, and Childish Gambino. Do I get? Are we doing the three hints thing? Or yep, we're doing All three. Right. So this is the first uh, one. So you should make a guess. You can. A, yeah, I'll throw out a random. Uh, let's go, Kid Cudi. Nope. Let's move on here to the second hint. My debut album reached number one on the Billboard 200 charts in 2011. 2011 this is hard because you know i was fucking 10 years old at the time that's true (laughs) um 2011 um fuck i'm just gonna throw something out there i have a better guess than this i'll just say title the creator i know his album i know he didn't drop in 2011 but okay it's not the creator uh let's move on here last hint I was in a relationship with another artist who name dropped me in a song named after another one of her exes. Big Sean. Oh, no, it is Mac Miller. Fuck. Uh, that's like, that's like the, the push a T does not do it for Mac Miller there. No. And that was, yeah. See, that's that's why order. I said Big Sean. I knew it was Sean or Mac after that. No, I thought about it. I was like the push a T. I like the big Sean. That would actually made more sense. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that Max, most related artists according to Spotify, ASAP Rocky, Pusha T, and Shalish Gambino. Like, I don't know who I would Gamb- pick. Gambino makes once. sense, but Gambino makes more sense than those two. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think he sounds anything like ASAP Rocky or Pusha T. The Pusha ASAP, I could, I guess, see, you know, I guess, but the Pusha T, nah, you set yeah, me up for failure there. I'm gonna have to get it back yeah i know you got me on a good one so i had to you know give you a hard one here but then a couple other ones that he's related to are freddie gibbs <laughs> frank ocean isaiah rashad earl sweatshirt kid cuddy vince staples obviously see, like, guys like, like that are, those make more that, sense yeah. like he's done stuff with earl he's done stuff with vince he's you know cuddy has a similar soundscape to an uh, extent Frank even somewhat to extent, especially when Frank gets in his rat bag. But Pusha T and Freddie Gibbs, you tell me Mac Miller is similar to those? Like, yeah, that, those are his top two. That's why I said four. Big Sean, you know, like 2011, finally famous dropped, but shit. That's a good pick. I like that one. But let's move on to the news. So the first thing we got to talk about, obviously. Oh, we got to talk about Kendrick. I was going to say, let's talk about the music that dropped. Yeah. We got to talk about Kendrick Lamar. We got the announcement that Kendrick Lamar's album is coming on May 13th. Um, I'm at a loss for words. I was at a loss for words when I saw that. I love that he used some hip-hop Twitter to quote that tweet from SK and announce it. Like, that was such a cool way to do it, especially because I feel like hip-hop Twitter is such a big part of rap right now. And so seeing Kendrick, especially somebody that you wouldn't think would do something like that, get them involved i love to see it definitely it was a very motivating week you know the guys over at hive mind what they had 200k on uh what was it youtube youtube yeah and then like you said sk getting shouted out by kendrick lamar you know that's kendrick lamar using his tweet to uh announce his album that is crazy very motivating week there but i am definitely super excited for this kendrick lamar project 
I didn't expect it so soon. I mean, we both obviously knew it was coming with the, all the activities had at these festivals and everything. So definitely excited to see what we get. I truly have like no expectations in the best way. Kendrick's had such a long hiatus here since damn that he could do anything. Anybody can be on this album. He's Kendrick Lamar after all. He could sound like anything. Who knows? I'm just excited to finally get to listen to it definitely definitely i'm excited that's gonna be that could have its own episode now i'm review on kendrick so i think it's gonna have to and i mean we gotta talk about the name mr morale and the big steppers what do you think about the name for this project you know it doesn't flow as well you know it's kind of out there name so it's i'm i'm excited to see what we get but you know it's not like you know, like your good kid, Mad City, or To Pimp a Butterfly, or Damn. You know, it's got a different vibe than those. I feel like. Oh, way not that it doesn't vibe. flow, but I think just... that's a crazy flow. Like, I think it's a great name. It's very unique. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, unique and like like I said, not that it doesn't flow, but it's just so much more out there. And just what kind of sound are we gonna get? Is my biggest takeaway from it. Facts. I think it's gonna be something crazy. Uh, I saw somebody say something about how, you know, on Family Ties, he was talking the Al Green offspring. Are we going to get some like, you know, 70s old sounding songs, maybe some more samples out of Kendrick? I'm sure he's had some great samples over his career. I want some of those soul samples on this project, though. I feel like it's going to be really soulful, really beautiful. And I feel like that's exactly what Kendrick needs here. So I'm excited. Definitely super excited to see what we get from this. You know, it was crazy to see him brought out at Coachella to his first like uh, well, concert appearance in I don't know how long. Uh, you know, I was watching on PG Lang's, uh, I think they had posted on their Instagram story or maybe it was Tana Leone, just like the little backstage view of him and Keem. And that was just crazy. That's going to go crazy at Rolling Loud, but they sh- he should have brought him out in St. Louis. Yeah, he should have. He should have flown Kenny all the way over to St. Louis for that. Uh, just for the Second Avenue boys, honestly, we deserve it. Um, yeah, but no, yeah, the last time we saw Kendrick perform, I think, was Day in Vegas Festival last fall, and he brought out Keem. So it's pretty cool to see Keem return the favor and bring Kendrick out for you know his fans, and it was great. I mean, Coachella obviously has a very big reputation for surprise appearances, but seeing Kendrick like that still has to be a surprise. Like even in la area like you can't expect that like it's just a blessing like you got to just enjoy it definitely it's i think we're both super excited and you know we'd we'd have some emphasis on that so we'll just have to wait and see a couple a few weeks now so yeah it's not long at all it's pretty funny because obviously coachella last week big news doja cat announced that the mexican pizza is coming back coming back a few days after kendrick's album I was just thinking about how a month from now I'm be able to enjoy a Mexican pizza and a new Kendrick Lamar album. Life is good. That's all I can say. Moving on to some releases this week, we had projects from Redvel, Pusha T, and Mike Dean. What was your favorite project out of those three? I got love for Redvel. His projects fire, up and coming. Mike Dean, obviously a legend but it's just an instrumental album. Obviously his production is crazy, but it's no question. It's Pusha T. I mean, we've been looking forward to this album for a while and it did not disappoint. Pusha T obviously is going to do his thing with the bars. The production's always going to be crazy, especially when you got Kanye and Pharrell. 
there's not gonna be many misses if any on any sound on the album and so it was just a great project definitely um you know he's on pace to be a number one number one album here it looks like you know that's what word on the street is on pace to sell 60k this week um love the sound from the album of course you know very deserving of that um you know what was your favorite what was your favorite track off the album my favorite track on the album it's tough because i feel like there's so many different ones here that are so good in their own way um but if i had to pick one favorite i think i would have to go with just so you remember you had a great sample you get some great bars from pusha t i saw him talking about it and you know obviously it's named just so you remember as a reminder of why he's such a great rapper because you know Ben's Daytona we got a full project from Push and I think everybody's gonna remember now that Push T is one of the greats and this shows exactly why you just got great bars obviously I also love some of these other songs Call My Bluff I love I thought, I thought production was really cool on that one and then um, Rock and Roll with Cuddy and Kanye another one of the favorites definitely that's gotta be my favorite there um, that was just such a fucking crazy sound from Cuddy there like I loved what they did with that. And um, the only, my only complaint on that track, though, I didn't know if you noticed this as well. I talked about it with uh, Hayden Overbay, one of my boys who we went to the Kanye concert together. And I felt like the, the, the background sound, you know, like the instrumental and everything was a little too loud while Cuddy was going. So mm, I didn't really notice that. But I also haven't listened with like really good headphones like mm-hmm. these. I listened like with my like uh, other in-ear headphones and like in the car. So I'll have to give it a good listen next time. But moving on beyond the Pusha T album, which was the big drop of the week, we got a lot of good singles. I feel like there was a lot of different artists dropping this week. First off, one of my favorites, The Weeknd dropped his Out of Time remix with Katranada. Then we had Southside with Travis Scott and Future. Fresco Trey, The Kid Leroy, Take Heath with Lil Durk and Gunna, NLE Choppa. We got two singles from Logic, Absol. Megan Thee Stallion, West Side Boogie, Suicide Boys, and Rico Nasty. What was your favorite out of this bunch of singles? Gotta go with Travis Scott. Um, Travis Scott, you know, he, I felt he was doing the hook most of it. He was doing a lot of singing there, but rapping, but, you know, featured up on Southside with Future as well. Super pumped for Utopia now. I mean, even more, just that sound Travis had and everything. It was, it was what I want. Yeah, it was a pretty good track for sure, but my favorite had to be the Absol track. I love a good Absol track. Um, I feel like I don't listen to Absol that much, but when I hear some Absol, I just love it. So I'm excited to give this album a listen because it's been a while since Absol's dropped. I feel like that's the thing with all these TV artists they are taking their time. He's no exception. It's been a minute since he's dropped. We got some good tracks from him back in like 2020 um, when they dropped a song with a couple different weeks they had like an isaiah song and then the, the absol song um during quarantine and they're both fire uh so yeah loving some absol right now as well definitely a busy week we both looks like we both got a lot of listening to do with a lot of with the, those singles there so facts i listen to a lot of these i listened obviously the weekend i listened to uh travis and future shout out to childish devito he sent me the fresco trey song i have not given it a listen yet i'm going to though i promise uh also, I listen to the Logic songs and the Boogie song. The Boogie song was hard. Boogie is fire. If you haven't listened to him, you got to give him a listen. I think you'd really like him. Definitely. I think I've heard a, you know, a song or two by him, so that'll be something I have to do. Moving on here, 
we you know talked about the toxic king you know with his featured with travis scott and Southside. his feature list dropped this week features from kanye drake brent fias little baby gunna 42 doug i mean there's more than that but it is a deep track list i am very excited for this project coming up this week yeah that was the thing i saw a couple different posts last week and it was talking about this next couple weeks of runs we're gonna get Pusha T, future jack harlow we're getting a good couple weeks coming up here but yeah i feel like you have to expect a lot of features on a future project a lot of good features too because you know future has his pick he could work with just about anybody he's one of the biggest rappers out but man when i saw that track list i saw a song with brent fias a tear rolled down my face that's gonna be, That's a real gonna be toxic the toxic summer. anthem. It's gonna be a toxic summer, you know. I hate to do it, but it's how it has to be. Definitely. I mean, I'm super excited for the project. I don't think I put enough emphasis on this after seeing this track list. Maybe we get that Kanye and Drake track. We might, but also we gotta stop playing. Brent needs to drop the album as well. It's if it's gonna be a toxic summer, Brent has to drop. And you know, it looks like he's gonna drop in June or something. So I don't think it's too long of a wait, but Toxic Summer is starting early. Definitely. I'm super excited for, for the Toxic Summer, of course. You know, I'll see I'll see the Toxic King future in Miami. So excited for that. That'll be fire. Moving on to our last little bit of news here. Tyler, the creator, did some crazy numbers on the Call Me If You Get Lost tour. He's had the biggest post-pandemic era tour with he sold 389,000 tickets in 32 cities over 30 million dollars in revenue over a little bit over a million dollars a show there what are your thoughts on that it's crazy uh obviously we talked about this somewhat recently we talked about the dj Khaled thing where he was saying tyler makes mysterious music nobody's listened to it dj Khaled makes music that people are going to hear in the car in the barbershop i think this is just the thing that shows Tyler the Creator is an elite company in the rap game. He's top five, no question. Biggest rappers out. Uh, the best rappers out. That's a different debate. But Tyler, no question, is top five biggest. And Definitely, yeah. He's doing stadium tours. Like, you can't say it's mysteri- mysterious music anymore. It's crazy. Definitely, you know, and I feel like DJ Khaled and Tyler the Creator have gone in such different directions since then. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Khaled's a legend in there everything but this always just brings me back to the it was the high i brought this up during the podcast before but the hive mind video where they're just fucking shitting on dj Khaled. they're they're like how about you four guys come over and record this track and i'll put my uh i'll put my vocals over the beginning and it's just it's hilarious it's tough obviously he has had a good career has put out the hits but how much is he contributing to the hits i uh who who knows Definitely. You know, it's all love for Khaled, though. You know, I'm a Miami Heat fan. He's a Miami Heat fan. So that's my guy always. Straight up. Maybe you'll see him at Rolling Loud Miami. I feel like he could definitely make a surprise appearance. Yeah, a random appearance. Definitely. We the best. (laughs) But one piece of news I was going to share about Tyler. I was going to wait till we got here. You were talking about Pusha T going number one. There's some talk that Tyler, the creator, might go number one this week. Ooh. with call with me the, if you get lost yeah from the, uh, finishing up the tour and everything so he just dropped the vinyls yeah i saw that 
And so the projection for his sales this week is 59,000. So if this push album slows down just a little bit, Tyler might get that number one spot. Definitely. It'll be a race there. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I forgot the vinyl did release. It'd be Which... pretty crazy. And I mean, if you look back at Pusha T on that Pop Smoke project, he was like, Tyler got the album of the year for now. And then imagine if Tyler steals the number one spot from him. Be crazy. Definitely. Um, that's definitely a good bridge, though. So how about you get into our weekly questions? Yeah, you know, we're talking a little bit about vinyls. With the Tyler the Creator vinyls. It's record store day today. I personally have not gotten the record game yet. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you see all the records behind Elijah right now. Um, but yeah, we're going to answer a couple of questions about records. So let's start off here. Which project, not currently in vinyl form, would you choose to add to your collection or start your collection with, in my case? Kick us off here with your answer. This is such an easy answer. I've said this for since I, you know, I've started collecting records. I would pay stupid amount of money for a come over when you're sober part one vinyl i need that in my life it's nowhere i've looked every crevice of every website that sells vinyls or you know in the black hole of ebay and i there's nothing out there it it doesn't exist obviously so maybe one day that's pretty crazy i feel like there has to be like some bootlegs out of, of it out there somewhere yeah i mean i've always i could do a bootleg but are you a purist in that sense? Are you not driving I, on bootlegs? I'm a purist in, in the sense of everything. You know, I, I'm big, like, fuck reps. Like, with shoes, I'm a big sneakerhead, you know, fuck reps with shoes. You know, if you're wearing fake clothing, you know, like, I, I'm i a big purist and just, I don't fuck with fake shit. Just keep it authentic. I respect yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, this is hard for me because I'm not that into vital. So, like, I don't know what has a vinyl out and what doesn't have a vinyl out for sure so i had to pick one that was like definitely not on vinyl and that's stolen youth lp by vince staples obviously great production from mac miller produced the whole thing under larry fisherman name i mean it's one of my favorite vince projects uh you know you were talking we were talking off the podcast elijah was talking about you know his venturing into more vince staples and I told them, you know, you got to go back summertime with six, all these stolen youth though. I think that's the one that you might love. Definitely. And, you know, our next question here is your next vinyl purchase for me. Yeah. I, that's a weird way of putting it. Or in your case, your first vinyl purchase. So for mine, this is a pretty easy choice for me. Uh, Target was having pre-orders. They gave me a little email about it for Vince Staples self-titled uh, project and that's definitely going to be a must cop for me. So that's great. I feel like that's one thing. So like I said, I haven't been big on vinyls. I don't have any, but shot to Chalky, my friend, you know, he had the vinyls back in the day. I feel like it was so annoying to have to go skip or turn it over and put a new side on, uh, especially if we're saying, Hey, I was in music or whatever, but I feel like that's the good thing about the Vince one. Like it's definitely only two sides like there's definitely not two records or anything like that it's just two sides i'm sure because it's such a short project they could probably fit on one side if they really wanted to i don't know i don't know how the storage stuff works definitely. or how the you know whatever but yeah that that, that cover really goes crazy detail. too you know like that's like a big thing for me as much as it's about the music i love a good cover too that makes it so much easier to cop one of them so 
facts especially you having them on the walls like that great cover to have on the wall especially an album you love as much as that vince staples project it's a great pick but like you said i don't have any vinyls this would be what would my first vinyl be if i was purchasing one i had to think about this a little bit and then i realized there's an easy answer and i just got to go with my gut it is because the internet by childish gambino but with the screenplay has to be with the screenplay they did the secondary release of it where it's just like black vinyl thirty dollars or whatever like you know somewhat standard price uh but it does have the screenplay in it i need the classic one with the 70 page screenplay in there i need that if i was gonna get vinyl that would be like a must cop for me that's one of my favorite albums of all time the screenplay is such a unique thing i would have to have that definitely that is a fire choice then this is a question for you you know what's your favorite vinyl that you currently have that's our last question about the vinyls it's pretty tough here you know um i feel like there's a lot that goes into it because like some of them you know are like limited releases like I, the jack boys one's a yellow disc or the mac miller swimming is a blue disc so i mean there's a lot that goes into it more than just you know the way it looks on the wall or the way the way it sounds to me at least uh but this one just has a crazy amount of inserts this is a heavy vinyl it's got to be my beautiful dark twisted fantasy there's so much that goes on there i could change the cover from from what it is right now to um you know all the other different different images that he's had associated with that album so there's just a lot a lot of touch put into that one there facts as you started to describe it i knew that's where you're gonna go because that's not a vinyl that chalky had back in the day i remember he got that one in champagne i remember just looking through it and being like this is crazy you see all the different covers especially i love that kind of a little bit of customization really cool definitely that's you know i love a good touch like that when it comes to the vinyl and then of course with it being one of my favorite albums of all time you know it's easy choice facts but i think that just about wraps it up today unless you had anything else no i think i think we're good there you know good episode we talked about a lot um we'll just keep keep pushing out these episodes um if you guys have any ideas or topics that you want us to do just hit us on instagram or one of our socials and we're definitely we'll definitely get to that questions of course you were it's jittish devino's carrying the questions so devin is carrying the questions i love devin's questions so if we just answer devin's questions forever i'm fine with that but i want to give some other people a chance to you know ask us a question if they want to um and hey you know what we haven't really said it too much, but we've kind of hinted at it. Guests definitely coming soon on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Make sure to follow us and let us know who you want us to have on the show. You know, you can give some wild ones, but give us some reasonable ones too, that we can actually get as guests. We'd love to have some local artists, you know, some up and coming artists, Just get a conversation with them in and, you know, like put you onto them a little bit and then give you a little bit more information about them as well. So I think it's a win-win situation definitely uh, i'm super excited to get some guests on and we got some things in the works for the summer so just stay tuned for that for all our vermilion county folks of course big facts uh but yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in today we'll see you guys next week peace